Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And I, I understand that we're reactors. We're not reporters. And there is a difference here. Danny Cunningham in for Tone Master General today. Also, the um, I'm just going gonna, gonna to preview this with not Lima Likes at 745. A woman who raised a generation of young, man, young men, Lisa Ann, has been arrested in New York at a comedy show. She's been released since for apparently looking at her phone and they charged her with not having a purse that was hers. That's coming up during Not Lima Likes at 745. Wait a minute, Dandy, do you not know who Lisa Ann is? No, I, I'm unsure why someone would be arrested for looking at their phone. Because you're, I don't think you're allowed to have phones. We're still getting more information from the authorities. This is a story that continues to develop as time goes I on. I have been searching Lisa Ann all yes. morning to find out more information. I mean, don't she I'm sure is, the company loves that. If you are a man, hey, you know, research is research, and you got to do what you have to do. <laughs> it's for the show, Danny. An Odyssey station. She has been improving relationships with step families for a very long period of time. Yes, she has. Anywho, by the way, there's a man named Matt Bove from uh, Channel 7 News in uh, Buffalo that is uh, not a fan of Ken Dorsey. We'll talk about that coming up in a bit. We said this last week, Lyman and I did. And because we're reactors, we're not reporters, it, it things get tend to be misconstrued here. You know, my whole point of it is, and it's not sticking my head in the sand. This is what it is, is where if Ken, Kevin Stefanski made the decision, okay, if the Browns themselves made the decision because they feel that there needs to be a change, the front office, I should say, to make a change with Alex Van Pelt and the entire offense, then fine, because I think we're all not wanting to say what the truth of this is, is that they are concerned about the future of Deshaun Watson. They are concerned that they're not going to be able to get the return on investment out of Deshaun Watson. It's the it's the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about, Danny. Yeah, and everyone, I think, with Watson wants to point at what he did the last time we saw him, where that second half against Baltimore, he was awesome. That was maybe the best I've ever seen a quarterback look for that amount of time in a Browns uniform. But, Ken, that was months ago. That was a shoulder surgery ago. We're talking, ultimately, about a guy that's played 12 games in the last three years yeah. and had surgery on his throwing shoulder. What's the precedent for coming back and being really good after that? I'm not That's sure. what worries me. About I'm not this. sure. I mean, people mentioned, I, I, and I know they're different things. People mentioned Drew Brees, a couple other folks. I'm not sure, but I think that it's you can't just look at 11 and six and you clean your hands and say, "All right, we're moving on to next year." You, there has to be an addressing of things. And, and we had Jason Lloyd on last week, and he left us with some questions. And then Albert Breer was on Afternoon Drive. 
but it's what Albert Breer said on Friday that encapsulates what he might have said on Thursday. Albert Breer was on NBC Sports Boston, and he was talking about the two reasons why the Browns let go of Alex Van Pelt, who's now the Patriots' offensive coordinator. The reason he was let go in Cleveland was because ownership and Paul D. Podesta, not Kevin Stefanski, ownership and Paul D. Podesta were frustrated with the progress Deshaun Watson had made. I don't think that they really, truly, the people who made that decision really, truly knew his value to that staff. Other people on that staff, not so much Kevin, but people below him, were floored when they fired him for two reasons. Number one, how do you fire the offensive coordinator after you just won 11 games <laughs> with four different quarterbacks, with your fourth and fifth tackles, without Nick Chubb. He was able to help build an offense that was able to sustain. So there's that, like that I think is one reason why people there were floored that he got fired. The other one I think is a, is the real key though. He was the glue of that staff. Kevin, if you know him, he's a great guy. He's not the most outgoing guy. His personality is very dry. He's got a good sense of humor, but he's not like this outwardly gregarious guy. Alex was the one that held that staff together. When guys were coming out, when guys were going in, he is a guy who was a unifying force in that building. So this goes back, and this is why I kept referencing this. Because you got to put it together like a puzzle. There's things that we hear that we can't necessarily go on because I'm not the insider here, okay? Albert Breer is. But there was a reason here that when Charles Robinson talked about how there were people in the building who he thought resented Paul DiBodesta, this is part of what I'm talking about here. It's because we don't know exactly what that role is. Everyone, when you don't know, when it's not clear, everyone wants to sort of make something up that fits their own narrative. I don't know what Paul D. Podesta does every day. I think a lot of people don't know that, what that is. So that gives them the ability to kind of, in their mind, form their own opinion of what his day might look like without actually knowing it. So here, here's where our situation takes a turn here. As we said all along, ownership was pushed to make this decision. They believe... I. I can tell you Tom blew in the face and nobody wants to believe it, where the ownership really liked Baker Mayfield. They didn't want to just give up on Baker Mayfield. Things changed during the 2021 season. There is a disconnect. There's obviously some sort of a, a line drawn in the locker room. We can argue about whether or not that should have stuck, but either way, there's a disconnect that happens. They make the move for Deshaun Watson. They feel Deshaun Watson's going to play well enough where everybody's going to be on board eventually, and then he has not played well enough. There's a time now where it's going, hey, we've been two years into this thing. We've got about a dozen games, really 11. We got about 11 games out of this, and it's not gone too terribly well. It's gotten better as time goes on. But when Deshaun Watson is talking about, again, the beginning of games, the script and how it changes, this is an offense that might not necessarily be suited for what he does best. They bring in Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey sounds maybe like a bit of an overreaction, and maybe he ends up being that way. But my old point of the whole thing, Danny, was that in the end, they're telling you they can't come out and say it, and they're not gonna, but they're telling you, obviously, they are very concerned about Deshaun Watson and his level of play and if this is going to be something that's going to pay off. I know the people have got themselves, Danny, in two camps. They are the anti-Watsons and the pro-Watsons, and really they're just a vice versa of what, what, what it was with Baker Mayfield. So we're taking our old arguments and we're just throwing it on this, but if we just stick to the facts... They were concerned about Baker Mayfield. They made a move. They're concerned about Deshaun Watson. They're making a move because they know they can't make a move from the quarterback there. Yeah, because he's the guy that they are, they've hitched. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. wagon to that he's going to be around in I do think the dynamic is interesting because you've seen Kevin Stefanski have so much success as a coach without Watson where essentially every quarterback has played their best football of their career to that point when they've been with Kevin Stefanski with the exception of Deshaun Watson and what Watson has done hasn't been good enough it's I don't see the argument that it has been good enough and I do understand that there are always going to be people that defend him that there are always going to be people that see the flashes because those flashes have existed. Yeah. You look to that Baltimore game, you look to that Arizona team, and I know the Cardinals stink, but you can even point at a throw here or there like, man, that guy still got it. He still looks like the guy that was awesome in Houston. But the Browns need that to be the everyday thing. They need that to be the regular thing. And if they don't think Alex Van Pelt was going to get that out of him, then maybe it was time to make a move. I don't know if Alex Van Pelt could have or could have or couldn't have got it out of him. But I do know that what we have seen from him hasn't been good enough yet. Yeah. 216-474-0092. This is Albert Breer on Thursday, the day before, obviously, because he said these comments on Friday on NBC Sports Boston. This is Albert on Afternoon Drive, though, last Thursday, February 1st, on whether or not it matters who made the decision on these Browns coaching staff changes. Hit it. I think it does matter, you know, because it can set the table for things going forward. And once the front office crosses that line, you know, it's really hard to undo that. And, yeah, I do think the front office had a lot of input in what happened here. And You know, look, like I think there's pressure on Kevin and, and the coaches to get more out of Deshaun Watson. I think the concern here would be the role that, that Alex played in that staff and how, in a lot of ways, like, because you know, Kevin is not as outgoing that, like, Alex was kind of, the glue guy on that staff, the guy who held everything together. And, you know, obviously I, I think the reaction from a lot of the, the guys on that staff to the way that certain guys were picked off after the year was kind of like, a, oh, you know, what do we do wrong? You know, obviously they were able to, to win 11 games with their fourth and fifth tackles, with four different quarterbacks, with no Nick Chubb, you know. And so I think that there was genuine surprise on the part of some people on the staff that so many coaches lost their jobs and you know and that one guy in particular who was such an important piece of holding everything together was one of the guys on the way out and again going back to what Charles Robinson had said during the season and it was easy to listen to that because they were struggling at the time believe that was back in November on that podcast we might have to dig up that audio somewhere I I I don't I'm not going to send you now on a root hogging mission there Owen but at some point here during this four-hour show We're going to have to find it because this is what goes back to that. A disconnect between people in the building and a man who lives 2,300 miles away. And when you don't know where it's a chief strategy officer, this is maybe where the strategy gets involved because then I go back to last year. Jim Schwartz gets hired. Everybody loves Jim Schwartz. 
Bubba Ventrone gets hired. Everybody seems to like Bubba Ventrone. Moves of last year. Ownership is always searching for people they trust. Going back to last year, this is a move that would probably, if if this is, and I don't know for sure, it's speculative, Danny. But the way I would see it is, there's going to be a history and tea leaves to everything. You look at Deep Podesta, he wanted Stefanski in 2019, they got Freddie Kitchens. He gets his guy in 2020. He then believes there needs to be moves to be made. There is no longer Joe Woods, which we're all happy about. Right. There's Jim Schwartz, which we're all happy about. There is an emboldening that emboldening that goes on from those decisions that I've made these decisions before, or we've made these decisions before, and now we can make these decisions again. It needed to be improved, even though it kind of needed to be saved and after the 2022 season. It needed to be improved. It was improved. Now we can improve the other side by bringing these people in. I do think that because the moves that we've seen lately have worked, it makes me worry a little bit less about the person actually making these decisions. At the end of the day, in the NFL, it's always going to be a collaborative effort. There's not There, there are very few head coaches out there that they have final say over absolutely everything, and Kevin Stefanski is not one of them. When it comes to the staff, Kevin should have a lot of input. Kevin probably should be the guy that ultimately does make the decision, but I think we're kidding ourselves if he's the only one that decides all of this, if he's the only one with any input. I just don't think that's what it's going to ever be with this organization. I And truthfully, because it's worked so far, Ken, I think that's fine. I just want results at well, the end of the day. There's nowhere else, because I, I've looked at it and go, this is not what we're comfortable with. This type of stuff does not make anybody comfortable. People are going after Albert Breer, and they're going after Albert Breer because they're uncomfortable with the news. I mean, you have 11, again, you had 11 and 6 football team last year that went to the playoffs. This makes a lot of people uncomfortable, including myself. When I hear these things, and I hear about, and I, I, I'm not going to sit there and lie to anybody. When I hear about a guy being involved who is not in the city on a day to day basis, we can talk all we want to about Zoom. It makes me nervous. And I don't think I'll ever feel a different way about that. You still have to look at it from the situation of they have no other choice. When you made the deal, when the deal is done, and how deep it is, and how it's so ironclad, there is no other choice but to drive through with it. There's no other way to go. I can get rid of assistant coaches. I can't get rid of the quarterback. I can get rid of wide receivers and other players and other people. I can't get rid of the quarterback. It's an ironclad deal. And you wouldn't even want to get rid of the quarterback regardless as of right now because you're two years into the thing. Yeah, because you do need a little bit more time. Does it make you feel any better that the moves they've made have worked over recent years, Ken? Because for me, seeing that there has been success, the Jim Schwartz hire, the Bubba Ventrone hire, because those positions before were disasters, and the Browns went and fixed that. That gives me a little bit of... Well, that's... Hope and, yeah. and confidence that whatever they've done in the past, they're going to do again here with offense. It, it, that's why I can't. I, I can't sit there and rip it and call it a disaster because it it can't be a disaster if it's eleven and six and it's worked. Right. I get nervous about overreaching on power. That's what I'll always be nervous about. Again, I'll ner- I'll be nervous about people who aren't in the building. So I'm always going to be nervous about Paulie Modesta until he moves here. That's always going to be the way it is. So that's just that's how I feel. But based on that. I can only go with what the results have been, and the results have been successful. 216-474-0092. Should Kevin Stefanski have sole power over his staff after you heard what Albert Breer just said on NBC Sports Boston? And subtraction isn't addition. 
for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Danny Cunningham in for Tone live. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 